what's up people i mean we just go keep the party rolling this is a two-parter um earlier today i had the honor and the pleasure of interviewing e battle and today we will end it with my good good friend miss mamie we're talking about fairy tales and not just the fairy tales that you get from the books this is heavily inspired from the Anita Baker song, The Fairy Tales. And if you listened to those lyrics, at the end of the day, we've all been fooled when it comes to fairy tales. She says those fairy tales weren't true. So I decided I will pull Mamie in with this. We are going to discuss everything. Put your phones down, people. You don't want to miss this. Okay, looks like we got countdown or laying down or rocks off or whatever they say. <laughs> welcome. <laughs> welcome, my sister. Thank you. How are you, honey? No, that's my question to you. I'm fine though. I'm fine. I'm good. I'm I feel like I'm like walking in a dream right about now, just you know, with this whole podcast thing, but let me turn it back on you because the spotlight is definitely on you. You know, I'm going to welcome you first, though, and then I'm going to, you know, get all up in your business. But how are you? <laughs> how are you, Amy? Honey, I am better than I deserve. Better Ooh. than I deserve. Yes. I it like is, that. Uh, yeah, so much going on, but some uh, some self-reflection going on right now with me. And, uh, and it's been great you know, despite what's going on in our world right now, but very appreciative, very grateful, and just grateful to be a part of this new venture you have going on. So I'm definitely proud of you, my sister. Yeah, I'm, I'm super duper proud of you, you know, and, and before I open up and get all up in your business, thank you for putting your phone down. Thank you for being a part of this podcast. I want to um, give you your flowers while you are here, while we talking on this phone, you know, um, you have been a very instrumental part in my life. We have known each other since what middle school. Oh my God. Like the time escapes me, <laughs> but it's, it's, you've been there. I mean, we've had some ups, downs, laughing, some crying. I mean, Oh my goodness. And to look at us come full circle and still represent sisterhood to the point that we can lift each other up still and support right. each other right miles away like you know you you was my Gary sister and now you <laughs> represent someplace else you know but <laughs> yeah yeah this distance just did not tear this apart so um, I'm giving you your flowers again and I want to thank you for being a part so Mamie we have been we have dialogue anyway our dialogue right. all seems like it's on a TV show as is but uh, as I was jotting through the topics one came to mind and I'm like oh no she gotta hop on this because we were <laughs> little girls and you got this old soul okay and the one song you would be like, that's the song right there, would be Anita Baker's fairy tale. 
and you understood the lyrics instantly it took me to be an adult and be like dang Anita was right like you know where is this fairy tale that somebody's gonna swoop up the Prince Charming and right if we save ourselves he's gonna be right on the way and all of that so you know I'm gonna open up and ask you what drew you to that song what drew you to Anita Baker's fairy tale well you know you are absolutely right about the old soul and I love that type of music um I remember my my mom would play Anita Baker and you know I remember that album that album was compositions and so much was going on and even though we were what teenagers at the time yeah but um I grew up in a two-parent household of course you know that Mm -hmm. um but my my vision became different as I got older of my my parents and there was a particular time and I want to say it was freshman year of high school that my vision on them was was skewed of their relationship because my parents never really argued in front of us you know you know we had the vacations and all that good cheerful stuff with you know with families and everything I never seen my mom and dad just really fall out but that particular time they fell out mm. and it was eye-opening like what's what's going on you know they didn't divorce or anything they worked it out but what we have in our minds of what relationships look like is not the reality and mm. I, I learned that very quickly and it took some time for them to mend it and I thank God that they did but that was that was a reality because before, you know, everything was just oh la 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 la, you know. And mm. then that happened, but I don't know if it's just because I got older, I noticed it, I seen it, and um, and I'm I'm glad I seen it because I I wasn't naive, you know, that mm. marriages take work, relationships mm. are work, and they're not fairy tales. So that's you right, that's probably what it is, yeah. And you know, it's like like you said you you would hear the music playing in the house and you always kind of find yourself in whatever stage in life like when they say the music is our soundtrack that's the truth because mm-hmm. I can think back to music that I pulled into when I was going through whatever I may have been going through um, growing up so it's like I, what it sounds like is you know at that time Anita Baker is who spoke to you you know like even Mm -hmm. though she had some bangers that song really did put a stample in your life like well dang you know it's not you know this whole fairy tale thing and you saw it and you know you stuck with it so what's your favorite verse of that song oh (laughs) that's a hard one because I love every lyric because she wrote that song along it was two other people that wrote that song and I shouldn't know that information, but that's how much I love the song. But I think the part where um, it says um, she never said that we would curse, cry, scream, and lie. Yeah, she never um, said that we would we would say goodbye. Yeah, that mm-hmm. because 
in you know in relationships no one no one in the beginning when you're young when you get 20s when you're young no one tells you about the bad stuff no one tells you about you know what you're not gonna agree all the time you know what you you, you know they're gonna go left you're gonna go right you know no one tells you the nitty-gritty about how relationships work mm-hmm. and um and it seems like sometimes people want to keep you, you know, just naive. Just just think about the good stuff. Just think about the good stuff. And that's that's fine. But how to function in a relationship is is very vital too. So I think I, I, that's that's the verse that I think would get me. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? I gotta agree with you because it's almost like it's almost like she stopped singing, you know, and she was um, talking in a way, you know, like, Mm -hmm. and especially towards the end as well. Like she just, she just really did make it, take the bandaid off, rip it off. You know, it wasn't, it wasn't a, um, nothing against Mary J. Blige, but you know, it wasn't like a not go cry type theme song. But if you sat and you listened to it, she was just like, look, these are the stories my mama passed down to me. She said somebody's gonna come save me, but mm-hmm. like you said, never said it was go. We was gonna fuss. I wasn't gonna like him the next day. I can't stand the way he breathes. I don't want him touching my pinky <laughs> right. toe. Right. That's the reality. That's when the fairy tale becomes reality because you walk into it thinking, oh, it's gonna always be bliss, you right. know, and. Boom, reality hits. And then speaking of reality, what is your take on the harsh realities of relationships? You know what? That now that's a good question. (laughs) The the harsh realities about relationships, I believe, um, is that people do not understand that you're going to grow apart mm-hmm. at some point. And, and I say that because, you know, I, yeah, I get it. You know, we're one in a relationship, you know, but you're, you're two individuals. And as you grow, the relationship grows. And sometimes you're going to think differently. So what you think at, at 30 is not going to be what you feel at 40 years old in a relationship. It's just yeah. not, and I think that's what people um, go wrong. They go wrong. Oh, he, he changed and, you know, she's not the same. Well, they're not supposed to be. The The issue, the reality is, um, I think people need to grow together. And that's when communication fails because we're not growing together. Just because we're going apart, we like different things and that's fine because people need to be individuals in a relationship. Mm-hmm. So... Do so you think, think that people thing. forget that? And I, I do apologize. Absolutely. But absolutely. Do people, people forget, forget that? that? Oh, we keep talking at the same time. I'm sorry. <laughs> Go ahead with that. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, I definitely think people forget that because again, it's that it's back to that fairy tale mind. Oh, we're just gonna love each other. Everything's gonna be great, and they're gonna be the same. And that is not reality. Mm-hmm. That's not reality. You. You grow differently mentally. You grow differently physically too. You know, yeah, you yeah. start seeing things that are, you know, doubling over, and you know, you're not the the nice and tight young woman you used to be or young man. But yeah, it just I, I just think um, 
the other harsh reality is that sometimes your partner can't accept who you've become. Sometimes you change your mind. You might even change your religion. And sometimes the partner can't accept that too. Those are those are real topics. Real topics. Hello? Yes. Mamie? Yes. Girl. <laughs> what would the what would the Mamie now tell the the Mamie that's tw- the 25-year-old Mamie? Um this Mamie would bring that 25-year-old's neck. <laughs> I would wring her neck, but I would probably tell her that it is not her job or it's not her partner's job or responsibility to make her happy. Mm. Um, I think um, sometimes in relationships, we we put it on other people to, to make us feel happy instead of going inside and that's exactly what Rob tell her it is not your responsibility to make others happy you have to be happy with yourself before you can be in a relationship learn how to just be happy and whole by yourself before you enter that's that's exactly what I would tell the 25 year old Mamie so the 25 year old Mamie do you think she would heed to that advice at 25 or get some bumps in the road and then say dang I should have listened I think yes I think she would have listened um, and I and I say that because we're not always taught how to be in relationships we're not always taught how to be a husband and a wife um, for the most part we're not taught how to date <laughs> yeah. sometimes you know women and, and women we think that okay we're dating a guy and now we're in a whole relationship no we skipped some steps and mm-hmm. um, I think if we were just taught how to take those necessary steps like we're gonna date we're gonna date multiple people 
not saying you know have relations just <laughs> date multiple people and get to know who who they are get to know who you are and then take those necessary steps to be in relationship and if you decide to take it further then you know he with marriage but yeah I, we're, we're not taught that especially in the African American community I feel sometimes we we lack certain skills and those skill sets of just being a unit um so yeah What would you tell 25-year-old Keisha? I think we've lost Mamie. I don't know. Looks like we lost her. <laughs> okay. Did you did you uh, have put it on pause? No, you're not on pause. I, I couldn't hear you. Maybe we have a disconnect. Oh, okay. Oh, lordy. Okay. Well, this is still a test run. So, um. Yeah, that's what I would tell the 25-year-old Keisha, just to, to loosen up. Loosen all the way up. And I mean that in every way, <laughs> sister. Every way. Pop it, lock it, drop it, because honey, doing that now, my knees hurt, and I don't have that arch in my back like I used to. Okay? That's what I would tell her. Put it to work, sis. Um, so... I'm just going to freestyle because we're 17 minutes into it and this conversation has taken um, a lot. But what I wanted to to touch on and stay on for a minute is to learn how to date because I think you're absolutely right. And I think I briefly touched on it with my experience and saying I just thought boy meets girl and girl stays with boy. Mm -hmm. You know, not date. I was just... I was committed. That was my whole issue because, you know, I'm not blaming anybody. Uh, I, like you said, grew up in a two-family home. And so visually, I was taught, okay, well, I guess this is the way it's supposed to be. You know what I'm saying? You, you know, stay with one person for the rest of your life and that's it. And then I got thrusted out there 
and had no clue what Dayton was about. Like I said, I thought that it was just supposed to be me and this guy until he would look over at me like, hey, you know, I'm done with you, right? <laughs> you know, and I'm like, oh, for real? Okay. You know, um, so I, I do believe that not only teaching someone how to love is important, but stress, dating is just what it is. What they say, dating is pretty much the recipe to what you want right. is that it's that checklist like okay this is almost like building your partner which every guy you go know what you want what you don't what won't and some things you might realize you like it that you didn't know that you like so that's all it right. is to me now i'm looking at it like that right i definitely agree with that so yeah it's just it's like we just have to just take our time and just and we don't know who we are and that's the the sad part we don't know who we are when we when we start dating and because like you said what we like now or don't like we might end up liking um and mm-hmm. we have different experiences but yeah we could get this dating thing down packed I think a, a lot of marriages will last <laughs> yeah and you know I'm not married so my next question would kind of be when it comes to marriage how hard or easy depending on the marriage is it to stay yourself I hear a lot of married people say you lose yourself Mm. how hard is that to just kind of remain you and and what you like and you know what that that is difficult um because we don't have an um, honest conversation with ourselves, mm-hmm. someone is not compromising or feel like you know if I if I don't do this, then they're not going to love me. Instead of having honest conversations with ourselves and each other, hey, this is what I want to do, and and not to feel afraid because a lot of times we will have the house and the kids and everything is about the kids but no one homes in on hey this is still a relationship although we have kids now we still have a relationship and we still need to nurture that and once we get away from from hey we used to be boyfriend and girlfriend we used to hang out we used to totally cool (laughs) before these kids Mm -hmm. came along because those roles tend to change and it's easy to do you forget like oh my god all we do is talk about the kids you know so I think it's it's because we don't want to have hard conversations but we have to have them and we have to be unafraid if our partner doesn't like it no we we have to be we have to be okay with I don't like that idea and figure out a way to communicate that um, but it is hard because you lose yourself and sometimes you don't even know you're doing it because you get get so wrapped up into the the, the everyday of life you know school kids work school kids work and, yeah. and, it, and it gets um, it gets routine but again that goes back to a lack of communication not stating what you want so dare I ask this, do you think, and, and not just you, so you can speak for other people in your opinion, do you think, you know, let's say, like you said, you got the settled life, you went ahead, you got married, you, you know, like it's all about the married life. Do you think sometimes some married people kind of miss that 
boyfriend, girlfriend, like they miss the boyfriend. They they're not really digging the husband. Do you think a lot of married people deal with that as well? Or I, is marriage the end all be all? I think marriage is overrated and I'm married. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, I, man, listen, I'm living this honestly because I'm not married and I think it's overrated, but you know, <laughs> My whole thought process has changed on it, but go ahead. Please <laughs> open the floor to this. I want to it. Because it's back to these fairy tales, these, these unrealistic ideas of how a relationship should be as we would model a relationship after our parents or, you know, model relationships after people that have been together 50 years. But sometimes just because they've been together 50 years don't mean that the last 45 of them were he might have been beating on them <laughs> you, know? you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. so I absolutely yeah, yeah so marriage is, is is what those people define it and not what society would define it because we're too busy looking and trying looking on the outside and getting approval from others on what it is instead of coming together and saying what do we want our relationship to look like yeah yeah Yeah. Yeah. I I mean you know what I know that we are um, on two different spectrums because you have the married life and I have the single life and you know we we in the same age group but it's like you know my thing is now I'm I'm setting my ways you know what I'm saying it's hit now that I don't want to share my space my food I look just get away you know but I do think it's a lot of pressure that shouldn't be added on to marriage and like you said I do think that some people really are leaning toward it being overrated because of those expectations. Like, you know, this is just me, the outside looking in. I think at some point you, you look at somebody and you, like you said, you wanted to go through the long run, but if that person has checked out, what can you do? What can you do? Like, so it's some people just check out. Some people is over it, but I think, you know, you care about, you know, what society says about marriage. You have a lot of people that's like, no, no, no. My parents been married some my years, so I'm gonna stick it through. And it's like, but uh, are you are you really happy mm-hmm. with this? <laughs> you know, like I, I don't know. But I'm single, so sometimes <laughs> I don't feel like I can say stuff like that. You know, I'm a single chick and never even been engaged, so I just try to keep my mouth shut. So it's always good to to hear a married person rock with me on on those so what would be your advice to the single ladies out here Mamie like the the single grown women that uh you know that are still in this fairy tale zone that somebody's gonna come sweep them off their feet and it's gonna be great from this point on speak to the single girls out right. here and you know what and and I have to preface with saying because of course this is my second marriage and I was single for a for a for a hot second um and and I in that brief time that I that I was single um I had to realize 
again, the self-love portion. I have to love me before and, and be happily whole before I can enter into any any relationship. Before I can yeah. start dating, I have to be, I have to just love, love, love the hell out of me. <laughs> because how you love yeah. yourself will be a reflection on who 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 you choose or who chooses you. Yeah. There'll be a reflection. So how you love yourself will will dictate how you date, how you how you get the dates, and how that person um, responds to you. Because if you're treating yourself like crap, they're gonna treat you like crap. This this is true. So when you were single for that minute, okay, welcome to my world for that hot <laughs> second. Did did you enjoy it? No. How does that? Hell no. Hell no. That. I didn't. <laughs> After thirty something, going back and starting to try to do all that crap over. No, I didn't. Uh, <laughs> and and, oh and I'm not God. gonna. Tell- I'm not gonna spin a fairy tale for anybody. No, it was hard. <laughs> look, welcome to my world. I mean, really, this is this look. I, I like I said, I don't think I ever asked you like. Eddie Kane and um, Five Harpies have feel to be me <laughs> up out here, girl. Like I mean, the the dating world and and again, like um, my earlier interviewer, I, I plan on having a two parter with him. You know, we gonna have to have a two parter because I want to express how this is no joke. Is it ain't no laughing matter when it come to being single and trying to date? Because from my experience in my age group, and I've always said this, so I'm 42 and I've been single for a hot second. You know, I date every now and again. Uh, They really are not even worth mentioning, but I think I have picked a really awkward age to be single because I'm meeting men who are coming out of something, going through it. When they coming out, they are not trying to be locked down again. And anything I do that resembles what they just left, oh, they quick to throw the deuces. Like, nope, my ex-wife used to do that. Ain't got time. It's like, well, what did I do? I just sat down, you know, I just wore this perfume. (laughs) Then you have the ones that are in the process of going through again. They not trying to date. They don't mind sticking you every now and again, but they can't give you what you're looking for. So here I am, 42, no kids. If I wanted to have children, chances are he done with them because his kids is grown. It's almost like, okay, Keisha, where do you stand in this dating world? Because if he does go through that divorce, he isn't, he, I'm not going to say he won't have the financial stability, but he, I don't want to cut what I want to say off, but this is just real. What I'm about to say, he may not want to, or he may not have that fight, that financial support because he didn't got ripped every way, you know? So that means he got to rebuild himself back up if she walked away with half. So it's like, you know, if I want to go out, go dating, it's almost like he, I don't know, girl, that lists a whole nother yeah. story and it ain't about me, it's about you. 
but this dating, I'm I'm glad you got a chance. Not glad that you got a chance, but you witnessed that, honey. This is no joke. Is no joke. You know, you're trying to get a chance to know some of these fellas, and honey, they come out the bag. I have so many stories. It's almost like a comedy skit, like that. That one time, this is off off your interview, and I'm just gonna talk about my experience. Talking to a guy on the phone, all of a sudden it gets quiet. I'm like, hey, what's in you? You there, you know? And uh, my man starts breathing extra heavy. And I'm like, well, what's, what's going on? You all right? Well, he on the other end playing with his Weedle Deedle. You oh, know wow. what I'm saying? And I'm like, huh? <laughs> you know, he was like, your voice, you just get me going. I'm like, yeah, so this is what I'm left with. You know, men just want to play with themselves <laughs> and not hold a, a decent conversation. You know, so this, this is what I'm left with. All right. So... Um, but you know what? I'm going to wrap okay, it. I'm sorry. Huh? I, I was going to no. add that I think the issue is, this is this is the issue. When when we're dating, you got to cut the red flag. As soon as you see, see the red flag, cut it off. Yeah. Cut it off. If So yeah. I had to do that with someone. Because men, some men are in the same situation too. You know, they're out of a relationship and then, you know, some are trying to find another wife or whatever. But... I was dating this one guy and he, you know, he just expressed how he wanted to have kids. And I'm like, no, that, that phase is over. And I, and I had to just tell him, look, it's okay if we stop dating because I'm not, I don't want any, I don't want any kids. So I'm not the person for you. And so I think women, we tend to dismiss the red flags all the time look he's showing you he's told you x y and z but we for whatever reason think we can change it oh i'll give him another date Stop. don't date him anymore you see something you don't like that's the whole point of dating we're going on an interview let's see if we want to have a second date a third date let's see if we want to go to the next level so i think um once we see those red flags it's just time to let it go but that's also to me tied in that fairy tale too because you do have um, I was just talking to somebody today, Niecy Nash and her husband. Niecy Nash finally said she was brought up with, you know, a house full of women saying, get a man. It doesn't matter. As long as you have a man, you know, you should be okay. And I think that a lot of people ignore the red flag. They don't run so quickly because I think they want to stick around to see it turn into something. Like you hear so many people say, my mom, for example, she will tell me stories about her and my dad. And in between those stories, she might say, well, I didn't like certain things about your dad. Well, you know what? Eventually he grew on her and they married, had two beautiful daughters, you know, and all all that jazz. Stayed together until my father passed away. Sometimes I think, and this this is this is this is a new one. Like this can be a whole nother topic. We try to date that potential, right? You know, we see it in them, and we don't want to cut it so quick because it's like, well, you know, I, I, he's nice. Let me work with it. And then that red flag just becomes 
huge. But I do think that that's somewhat tied into that fairy tale that, you know, we heard how, you know, somebody in our family struggled and now all of a sudden he this great guy. Or let's flip it, a dude that might have dated, let's say a stripper, but she turned her life around and now she's this great woman. So we hear these stories and we sold by them. And I think sometimes we try to repeat that like you know so I think that that also is a part of the fairy tale too you know I agree I definitely agree so before I wrap up because Mamie you just made history you have been my longest interview Yay! we are 35 minutes <laughs> mama 35 minutes of pure great conversation um you know I tie everything into music. And that is my that's my little motto. I've been saying poetry and music is my life. I don't know who I am without it. So with closing, who is your musical goat? <laughs> oh, Keisha. Um, well, of course I love Erica and Jill and Layla and Stephanie Mills and Whitney. But I have to give it to Anita. She's my musical goat. To who? You Anita said who? Baker. Oh, yeah, of course. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I mean, if we're going to have a whole topic around her song, we may as well go ahead. And, and, yeah. Um, you're right. Anita was like the sample of waking up in the morning knowing that you had right. to clean or something. You know, like, it, yeah. Uh-huh. Like, okay. I, I like that selection. I can I can listen to her all the time. So I get it. She put you in that, that mellow zone, you know? Yeah. So what's your favorite? Well, outside of fairy tale, because I know that. What? What's your favorite, oh, other favorite it, Anita song? It, it would be on the same album, compositions, whatever it takes. Oh, my God. Mamie, get off my line, please. Because that that's my joint. That is my joint. The first, oh, girl, that's my joint. Yeah, and yeah. that ties back into, you know, the relationships. You know, I'm just, I'm going to do whatever it takes for this relationship. But she, she sang that from her, from her soul, from her gut. And it's just a, it's just a, a song where I'm gonna love you, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna show you, I'm gonna show you how this is done. I'm just gonna wipe the tears. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna love it out of you. And she telling him it ain't no need to run mm -hmm. for me, you know. So she pretty much has to show him, like you know, I'll make you see like never before. Here I am. Heart in hand. Yeah. Oh, girl, listen. <laughs> Goodbye. Okay, now I'm playing. I'm playing. Um, but this has been a dream come true. Everything is coming together for me. And I am just, you know the words that I want to say, but I'm completely spe speechless at this moment. Um, but maybe you are a part of seeing this come into fruition and it's amazing that just what a week or so ago I was like okay Lord what you got for me and all of a sudden I'm downloading the podcast and telling people hey look hop on I'm gonna send you some questions let's just go for right. it you know this has been and you are the, this is you awesome. are the perfect person for this 
you are the you're a great don't do that. natural don't you we do have it. these conversations <laughs> all the time and this is this is your time to shine so i'm definitely proud of you markeisha so kudos man i'm i'm thankful that's all i can say i feel like you know i feel like this is the beginning of something and so with saying that thank you for rocking with me the catchphrase is thank you for putting down your phone for a moment and and rocking thank you for playing it on your your in your car and having to come through the speakers because i feel like a a whole celebrity when i see my name up on there so um i I just want to thank you any last words toward for the married people for the single people for yourself you can take the floor if i had to just just tell the world just do some self-love and once you find that self-love love will come and love will pour in I lo- okay I'm gonna take that advice I am I think maybe I need to do some fixing ups around here cause honey mm-hmm. not that I don't love myself cause you you know a sister feels herself real good but you know it's still maybe some areas I could nurture a lot more, you know? So with that being said, thank you, thank you. for being a part of this. We done made 40 minutes and let's give Mamie her flowers, honey. She has made history, 40 minutes. Um, I want to thank the audience. Uh, it's Friday, it's beautiful out. I hope that somebody out here has listened and got their complete life from this. Mamie, thank you for rocking with me. And thank you all for putting your phone down and taking the listen.